Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, everyone. Let's talk about our Amazon link at BobSuska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of Amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping. And by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up. Never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yellowstone established through an act signed by Ulysses S. Grant was the nation's first national park, March 1st, 1872. It's getting late, sir. I was wondering, are we through for the evening? Well, we're through with work, Josh. But this part's fun. I'm a national park buff, Josh. I'm sorry, sir? I say I'm a national park buff. I'll bet you didn't know that about me. Well, I, I, I didn't know that about you, sir, but I'm certainly not surprised. Why is that? You're quite a nerd, Mr. President. Really? Yes, sir. Is it nerd-like to know that Everglades National Park is the largest remaining subtropical wilderness in the continental United States and has extensive mangrove forests? Just a little bit, yes. There are 54 national parks in this country, Josh. Please tell me you haven't been to all of them. I have been to all of them. I should show you my slide collection. Oh, would you? Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, Badlands, Capitol Reef, Acadia, which is so often overlooked. You should certainly feel free to keep talking, but I need to go home so that I can be back in my office in four hours. Dry Tortugas, Petrified Forest, North Cascades, Joshua Tree, Shenandoah National Park, right here in Virginia. We should organize a staff field trip to Shenandoah. I could even act as the guide. What do you think? Good a place as any to dump your body. What was that? Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. You know, when you're talking about national parks, never forget Yosemites. <laughs> From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 4, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 1,293 of the Trump crisis, 91 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend. Oh, what's his real name? Mike Elson. Thank you. But his radio name is Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Hi, Hi everybody. Hi. You know, I have been to Shenandoah National Forest also. Yep. And uh, I've also been uh, to the Dry Tortugas. Ah, lovely. But, I hear they're lovely this time of year. They weren't dry when I left. So <laughs> he's Bob, I'm Buzz. And we promise not to laugh about Louis Gomer. <laughs> I'm lying. Uh, things are things are not going well for Donald Trump. It seems no. like I say that week after week, but mm-hmm. it's tr- just as true this week as it's been all along. Uh, Trump says if he doesn't win re-election, he'll just go on and, and do something else. Sure. In, in other words, he hasn't decided what kind of work to do in prison. <laughs> TikTok is in the news again this week. Uh, Reports say TikTok will now be run by Microsoft here in the U.S. So get used to seeing the words TikTok is shutting down. (laughs) Don't forget the updates. Don't forget the restarts. uh, Now, now this week, I know Trump's uh, the latest thing. He's upset about the hurricane. Mm. Uh, He was he was disappointed to learn that Isa is is not a Chinese word. (laughs) 
he wanted to blame it. Right. China. Uh, exactly. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg keeps mm. scaring the bejesus out of yeah. us uh, with her many uh, frequent uh, trips to the hospital. <laughs> At this point, I'm pretty sure she's just doing it for the attention. <laughs> don't, don't you think? <laughs> she's making it all up. And here now is today's Bob Seska Show pronunciation guide. Gotcha. Uh, if you're calling Trump a dictator, you are saying it wrong. It's pronounced Dick Traitor. <laughs> All right. Would you like to hide that Trump in a padded room? Could we just decide to like him away real soon? <laughs> he could gloat and tweet and brag about inaugural size. Don't he can The great Rocky Mountain Mike, Marion Ann Arbor, one of the classics. Indeed. Love that one so much. See, three things Funny. that three yeah. things that Donald Trump has to keep in mind for his future. Right. Same with Junior, same with Eric, same with Ivanka. Yes. Three things. You got to talk yes. about uh, go bags, passports, and non-extradition nations. Just <laughs> My policy is always to be prepared, and I'm just passing that along to them. A lot of fa- I've had a go bag, you've had a go bag, <laughs> yeah. but uh, ours were for natural disasters. Yeah. This is... This is to run from the law. <laughs> That's right. The Trumps, they're all going to be on the lam a year from now if we're doing you things, right? You would think. You would think, especially, <laughs> yeah. especially I think, with this latest uh, Cy Vance uh, subpoena. And, oh, my uh, God, yeah. Uh, Bush. I, I, think, I think the Manhattan DA's office is going to win this. I think they're going to get the data. And I think that it means uh, Trump is not only in trouble now and prior to the election, but will uh, be in serious trouble and very likely headed for jail. Uh, if, uh, you know, once he's out of office, once mm-hmm. he is out of office. Yeah, in fact, they're looking at uh, the hush money payments. They're looking at uh, bank and insurance fraud. These are things right, that are going right. to be relatively easy to prove. Once Cy Vance has the Trump financial documents, they can kind of look at the applications, which they can easily get from insurance companies. They can get it from real estate lenders. They can uh, just cross-reference everything right. and say, oh, oh, they inflated the value of of their properties for the sake of insurance uh, applications, but they devalued the uh, value of their properties when it came to things like tax returns. And so that's going to be really easy to look at. I'm sure he's got a team of uh, accountants ready to dig in. Oh, absolutely. But more than that, a team of lawyers. Uh, Yeah. yeah. uh, This is... This is Trump uh, buying time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Supreme Supreme Court's already ruled that he does not have uh, immunity. Yeah. So he's creating an artificial immunity mm-hmm. by delaying this. Yeah. You know that that he's that's what the appeals are all about. That's what the court challenges are all about. Is trying to put this off as late as possible, which much like his handling of the coronavirus. Uh, may work to his detriment, especially if it all blows up just before the election. I know. Uh, God, you know, look, if we do everything that we need to do, if we continue to press, uh, hopefully Joe Biden will win this election. If we press Joe Biden, we continue to do that. I seriously believe we're going to have an attorney general who will prosecute these things. But it, it really doesn't matter because like this Cy Vance thing alone, not only is the Cy Vance investigation unpardonable, Donald Trump cannot right. touch that with his presidential powers. He can't even right. go there in any way, shape, or form, even if it means the ridiculousness of pardoning himself. Right. There's no real way to wiggle out of this. And so far, the courts have been on the side of Cy Vance, especially yes. in that particular equation. So, And I think they'll continue to be. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But maybe Donald Trump can uh, get himself a tent or something at the local sporting goods <laughs> store and then head out to Yosemites, which is apparently... <laughs> A national park in the United States. I didn't know that. I thought it was a fun way to uh, wave to Jewish people. Hey, yo, Semites. What's up? That was uh, Bradley Whitford had that one today on Twitter. Have you heard this yet today, Buzz? No, Uh, this is is one I've not heard. Okay. This is uh, High Pitch Biff. 
talking oh, yes. about uh, conservation of national parks and things like that. Things that he's actively selling off to oil uh, interests and so on Indeed. and coal interests. When young no. Americans experience the breathtaking beauty of the Grand Canyon, <laughs> when their eyes widen in amazement as old faithful bursts into the sky, <laughs> when they gaze upon Yosemites, Yosemites, carrying <laughs> sequoias, their love of country right, grows stronger I... and they... Shut up. He says... The... The Yosemites are a sect, a religious sect that live in Pennsylvania, and uh, they don't believe in electric can openers. That's all I know. Ah, that's right. Oh, man. So he goes to uh, retcon his F up there uh, in the middle, and then instead of pronouncing it correctly, he goes to Yosemites for some reason, which yes. there's not even an N in Yosemite. I don't know where he's getting the extra N in there, but you know. If I were a speechwriter, I would include all the things he can't say. Aluminum, uh, you know, United States of America, That's you know, all right. of those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, in serious news, holy shit, did you see the video of that uh, series of explosions in Beirut? Oh, no, I've, I've not actually seen the video. I've been reading reading about it online, but uh, yeah. I haven't seen the actual explosions yet. Well, because it was at the port, it was over water. So when the explosion mm. happened, you have this giant, almost nuclear-like uh, burst of water vapor. Oh, a huge amount of damage, and now we're getting reports of a lot of injuries. This is just breaking as wow. we're beginning the show today are they thinking maybe this is a uh, human being caused or is this just oh, some sort know. of volatile I, fuel or something i that... i think it's too early to speculate mm. it sounds from your description like uh, a boat or a ship yeah, yeah. Uh, docked there uh, something something in the cargo hold perhaps that was submerged uh, beneath the water that exploded Jesus. and uh, as you've said it could be safe cargo it could have been an intentional bomb it is after all beirut yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, we, I think it's just too early. One of the things I hate about breaking news, and I, I try to report some uh, much breaking news online on both mm -hmm. Twitter and Facebook, and, and uh, I consider it a service. And honestly, I think it, it helps remind people of my presence and that I'm covering and watching these things. Yeah. But, but I also hate it because there's so much we don't know when news breaks. I hate breaking news. I hate 24-7 news channels for this reason. Yeah. Because the early reports, whether it's a, a fire in your hometown or uh, an explosion in Beirut, uh, the early reports, early information is often sketchy, wrong, contradicted. Uh, the story hasn't gelled yet. One of the things I enjoy about my weekly newscast, as opposed to the way I used to do it daily, is that I have time to see how things shake out yeah. where the dust settles and then i can paint a really accurate picture i think of hey what just happened here well here's the story and the story behind it me i like to uh, just blurt out <laughs> all the mistaken information as soon as it comes in like i don't care if it's verified or not here you go here's what's going on i don't care if it's right no i'm serious in all yeah. seriousness yeah you're doing the right thing and that's what everyone should do there's this immediacy though about social media about the internet where this competition occurs to be the first one to report something or another and it's a bad thing i worked once with a guy who complained a lot and one of the things he complained about uh, was uh, the fact that uh, the 24 7 news channels would get things wrong as they were reporting mm. on on breaking news and i said well you know here's the solution if you don't want to be upset uh, turn it off uh, and, and, yeah. and, and and you know i don't know that 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 got through but that really is the point and uh, talking to various people and uh, various conversations uh, you know it's important as a guy in news it's important i believe for you to keep up on what's going on i also think it's important for you to step away yeah. turn off the 24 7 news channels uh, go outside, get some fresh air, some sunshine, play with the dog. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, uh, there's more to life ju than just that. You must be informed to be a responsible citizen, but you must also take time for yourself. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. What well, there's this other thing going around right now, too, uh, speaking of the news. The virus? Uh, the, well, <laughs> that's right, the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, we're going right. to talk about that in this context uh, quite Good. a bit here, but that, the full Axios interview with Jonathan Swan mm. and Trump, dropped this morning everyone's been talking about it all over social yep, media yep. from the perspective of oh my god what a train wreck and also wow 
Uh, Jonathan Swan's a good interviewer yes. when it comes to Donald yes. Trump, at least, because he doesn't yeah. take any shit. And I was kind of amazed at the amount of guff that Jonathan Swan was giving to Trump. Trump refused to stand up and storm out of the room like he often does. Right. I was impressed that Trump didn't, didn't uh, you know, the brave Sir Donald didn't run away. In <laughs> yeah, I know. Case. I know. Uh, I, but he was determined to try to win his case, and he failed miserably, of yeah. course, mm-hmm. because he's an ignorant putz. But, yeah, Jonathan Swan... Was uh, was brilliant and and unrelenting as more journalists should have been since twenty freaking sixteen. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that Jonathan Swan was doing throughout is Trump would be saying something, and then Jonathan Swan would throw in these asides, like, "No, no that, that's not true. That, that, no, no, what you're saying that that's not accurate," and that was happening throughout. So it was throwing Donald Trump off balance a little bit. But yeah. I don't think Trump was actually hearing some of those things because he was so focused on forming his, you know, his like own message. To, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the things that you get out of this is that Donald Trump, for being a serial liar, is a terrible liar. And oh, I think yeah. I, I think, Buzz, a lot of what we see as Donald Trump's stupidity is actually Donald Trump trying desperately to wiggle out of some of his lies or try to expand yeah. upon the lies, to elaborate on the lies, and they just True. come off more and more ridiculous. It's like, to You're Tom, right. it's like Tommy Flanagan, the old uh, John Lovitz <laughs> character on SNL. Don't underestimate the stupidity factor, that, but you're no, right. Yes, no. yeah, mm. you are right. Oh, I will <laughs> never underestimate the stupidity factor. That is never a problem with me. But I mean, here on uh, coronavirus, Jonathan Swan says, look at South yeah. Korea, for example, 51 million population 300 deaths and then trump goes and you can just hear your own trump supporting friends and family members saying the same thing that trump says right here trump goes you don't know that and and swan goes i do and then trump says you don't know that and then swan says (laughs) you think they're faking their statistics and trump goes uh i won't get into that because i have a very good relationship and a blah 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 That's one of those little strategies that you hear from people who you know who support Donald Trump and you quote a number back to them and they can't defend that number. So instead, they impugn the source of the number. They say, oh, well, you're getting that. That Where'd you get that from? That can't be real. And so that's one well, of the little tricks they often use. I don't know if you've I'm, experienced that. I, I, well, I have. And I'm probably, I know for a fact that I've been, uh, that I'm repeating here now what I was saying in July yeah. of, of last year uh, <laughs> and, and almost every month since. These are the responses and the defenses of a, a schoolboy. Yeah. And that is obviously where this began with Donald Trump. The difference is, Unlike other schoolboys, he never grew out of it. No, uh, he he he. It was a never never land where he never had to grow up, and yeah. uh, and and he didn't, and he hasn't, and he is so. Yes, that is his defense. That is his modus operandi. But it's also uh, uh, coming from a man who's incredibly uneducated. Uh, I I hesitate to say undereducated. I I would go so far as to say uneducated. Yeah. It shows. It shows in his grammar, punctuation, spelling, uh, certainly his public speaking. I saw a clip on Twitter today of an old Fred Armisen character from back when Amy Poehler and, yeah. uh, was was, was uh, hosting a Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. And Fred Armisen's character was uh, essentially the man who never finished a sentence. That's right. And and the comparison was made to Donald Trump. And mm-hmm. that's uh, Trump. It, it's For him, it's about deflecting. It's about defense. It has been since he it was a kid. It was that way during the Russia investigation. It's that way now. Yep. It will always be that way with him. And uh, I personally, I've just come to accept it as a trait. <laughs> That's right. And in fact, here is that clip of Fred Armisen playing the guy, oh, the guy who can't finish his sentences from SNL about ten, Here's year, Trump. 10 years this ago. Here's Trump. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's the reason... <laughs> I wake up. I wake up like anybody. I one of the. I was taught every. Most Americans, you you education. Any border, if 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 if, Hel, if, if Helsinki, if Oslo, I think any publication, we would. Isn't it? Isn't it? integral isn't it the most important it's the substance it's the very it's the very idea that we can unite that makes makes me feel personal i'm not look do you have 
have a point. Do you have an actual point? Do I have a point? Do I have a... Do, do, do we... Here's, here's, a better, no, no, here's, a, here's, a, here's a better question. Do, 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 does F, do, it, will, will, will people, will, Amy, will you, will you? <laughs> okay. All right. That, the great Fred Armisen, man, that was precious, yeah. huh? That was great. Uh, holy crap. It's exactly right. I mean, here's the thing. Donald Trump knows that no matter what he says, his fanboys are going to repeat it. His his base he is going to eat it up. Yeah, that's right. So he's not overly concerned about whether or not the shit that he says holds water with the normals. He's only concerned about his fanboys. I mean, I've said this for a while now. Donald Trump could get onto television. He could step up to the podium in the press room and announce that he's going to be making jetpacks made of beef. And his fanboys will go, yay, jetpacks made of beef. Finally, now we finally have our jetpacks made of beef. Thank God. And so he knows this. So that's how he at least gets away with it. And this is the danger of Donald Trump. He at least gets away with this crap with 40% of the voting population. That's amazing. There you are, yeah. I'm going to call call foul. I'm going to call foul on on that 40%. Thank you. There's the foul buzzer. Uh, I, I don't buy it, I and know. I also I also know from looking at the poll numbers that his his support is is shrinking and fading away. As we've said before, yeah. there will always be that insane fifteen percent that will support him no matter what. They'll mm. parrot him no matter what. But there are a lot of others in that uh, alleged forty percent who have faded or are fading on him, yeah. especially Bob, as the pandemic gets. Uh, permeates Trump country mm-hmm. in, the, in the the Midwest, the Upper South, uh, the, the heart of Trump country as it gets sick now and sees the lack of a response to this pandemic. Uh, that, that support will continue to fall away. His lies are now affecting people's lives and deaths, and that has a lot more meaning. Uh, there will always be the people uh, that you see on the social media videos screaming the n-word or slapping a burger king uh clerk god uh you know or whatever you're always going to have that Mm -hmm. uh a video uh, a video and and you know the cell phone and and social media have given us a better look at that yeah And, and and maybe that's a good thing that we need to know what's out there but we also need to know that's not even a majority of Trump supporters, much right. less a majority of the general public. And, and, and among the Trump supporters, that base is shrinking. So, yeah, he, he will always be believed when he, when he continues to tell these lies, Bob. But, but the number of people who believe him is clearly has clearly shrunk and continues to shrink. To your point, Chris Hayes had an interesting observation about a statistic. He was uh, mentioning that uh, the Trump's support uh, for his handling of the coronavirus is at about mm-hmm. 34%. Right. 34% approval of Trump's handling of the coronavirus. And so Chris Hayes said, well, that is the high point of the Donald Trump approval rating. Like, that's the yeah. maximum there number. That's the maximum percentage of people that's... who support him. So it's actually closer to 34 So that's that, Your and point you and is I well been, taken, yeah. You and, you and I were saying months and months and months ago, gosh, I wish I had a way to keep track of this. But <laughs> I, I remember I remember us conversing on the air about the fact that uh, when his numbers got down to around 33%, that would be it. It would be all yeah. over for him. And I've also, I'll repeat it again, I've been repeating it every week now, the gap between his alleged 40% overall approval rating and the 34% approval that he really has when you look at specific issues like coronavirus, that gap between 34% and 40%, that, that, that is strictly there for the cult of personality. When it comes to making an actual decision, the real support is down at 34%. Yeah. When, it, when it comes to do you like the guy, uh, because he's so brash and quote unquote, you know, uh, says what's on his mind and that sort of thing. Uh, then the number is much higher. I don't think this election will be about that. And there's so much that's different. I've been studying this heavily this week about all the huge differences between 2020 and 2016. I hope it doesn't end up in the same place. <laughs> that's my only desire. Right. I just now don't see point. how I, I, I you know, I, I know that I'm not supposed to go out on a limb and people are going to holler. 
But it, it, I think I'm pretty safe in, in, in looking at a number of things here. Mm. Trump doesn't have a Hillary this time. Yeah. Uh, the reason so many people, one of the reasons so many people voted for Trump in 2016 is because they didn't want to vote for Hillary. Mm. And although there are Biden critics, they are not as nearly as great a number, not nearly as great a number as they were uh, against Hillary. Even de- even many Democrats had doubts about Hillary or certainly a lack of enthusiasm mm. about her. And Republicans were never going to stand for it. So uh, that that has changed. Uh, the pandemic and, and the near depression that it's brought, uh, those are not going to change between now and Election Day. There's a, a, a tremendous amount of things are. Uh, Trump doesn't have his rallies anymore because right. of the pandemic. Um, he's lost that pulpit that he had in 2016. So much is different this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and with his loss of credibility, especially lately with the coronavirus, uh, and to a large degree, his handling of uh, the racial inequality protests, uh, he has lost credibility. And I, I expect even that 34 percent to go down. Well, you know, in a sane world, we, we wouldn't have to work this hard to defeat this buffoon. <laughs> I mean, you know true. what I mean? That's, That's the thing true. I keep thinking about. That's but, you know, true. imagine speaking of Hillary Clinton, imagine if Hillary Clinton or Susan Rice or Barack Obama had said this of the Benghazi attack. Imagine if those people had said, okay. it is what it is. I mean, yeah. can you imagine the reaction from the Republicans? I know this is a well-worn exercise that we always do. Imagine if Obama said something that Trump said. But we have to keep going back to that because it is astonishing. Donald Trump was asked about coronavirus deaths by Jonathan Swan in this Axios interview. And Donald mm-hmm. Trump says, they are dying. That's true. And it is what it is. And that should be on every bit of Democratic advertising yes. between now and Election Day. Yep. Uh, that That's thank you for giving us that slogan. That's not the first time he said that about mm. the death count, that it is what it is. Uh, even take, uh, take Hillary and Obama and everybody else out of it. How cold do you have to be inside yeah. to say about mass death it is what it is. It is what it is, especially if you're the president who presided over that mass death. Right, right. It is what it is. So Swan looked over these charts. There was, going, there was a yes. sequence in the interview where <laughs> Donald Trump's got a bunch of charts printed out. And Donald Trump barely, papers. <laughs> yes, barely knows how to... He's like Alex Jones. I got the documents right here, Jonathan Swan. Look at these documents. Got a paper. I got lots of paper. These are just printouts from InfoWars. But you know what? I'm going to do them anyway. I'm going to talk about them anyway because it confuses you. But at the same time, it makes perfect sense to the dummies that are watching. Um, so Swan looked over these charts that Trump is fumbling around with and goes, oh, you're doing death as a proportion of cases. I'm talking about death as a proportion of population. That's where the U.S. is really yeah. bad, much worse than South Korea, Germany, etc. The president actually responded by saying this. You can't do that. And then Swan says, why can't I do that? The president continued to defend his statistics while Swan said it's a perfectly reasonable line of questioning. You're not reporting it correctly, Jonathan, Trump said. I think I am, Swan said. Uh, that's another one of those drop-ins yeah. where he's just like, he's rapid fire he's kind of yeah, yeah, I responding think. And, like that. And yeah. very matter of fact, I think I am. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he's and just it, very quick. And that's something that can happen inside the press room, too. I'm just it saying. Could. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> saying. We're just saying. And listen, I don't want to... Uh, make you leave this topic uh, prematurely but there's some very interesting breaking news that's just come over that Uh i'd like to share with you so if you want to finish this i can hold it otherwise we can switch now to oh no no we have to do the breaking news let's okay (laughs) here we go breaking news (laughs) um this is quite interesting trump is now telling floridians to vote by mail Oh, Let's talk about okay. yeah. talk about the ramifications of this. Uh, this is uh, to me, this is a big story because yeah. Trump, as you know, has spent considerable energy uh, discrediting the postal service, mm-hmm. discrediting vote by mail, oh, yeah. Conf- and I know this upsets you more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Conflating conflating uh, vote by mail with uh, absentee voting, mm. uh, and when in fact they are, as you've pointed out, all the same thing. Uh, this confounded when Trump first proposed that, uh, that 
when he first started fighting voting by mail, it confounded Republicans, especially uh, county leaders across the country who had actually been sending out flyers advising people to register early and vote by mail, uh, especially in the pandemic. And then Trump uh, put a stop to all that. And what Trump didn't realize, others did, certainly those local county Republican leaders understood, that what Trump was doing was hurting himself because Democrats, the polls show, have every intention of voting heavily by mail this yeah. year, while few Republicans plan to do so. And if the as the pandemic gets worse and people get more frightened and with polling places, Trump is only with what Trump is doing that he thought would help him win the election. He's actually been discouraging Republican voters to turn out. Yes, for it's amazing. And, discouraging them and and democrats are hands and away winning uh are on track to win uh, hands yep. and away uh, the uh the, the voting by mail yeah uh, the percentages of democrats voting by mail much much higher than they are among republicans and trump has had a lot to do with that he's hurt republican voting by mail mm-hmm. some of these states could get decided before uh, many trump voters have a chance to vote yeah and that's all donald trump's doing it sounds to me like from this breaking news, it sounded a little like Barney Fife there. It, it sounds to me, or Don not, it, it's it. It sounds to me as if uh, he realizes now, or someone's finally gotten through to him. Hey, dude, you're actually hurting yourself, uh, and uh, you know we can keep our fingers crossed, Bob, that uh, this means he will try to inflict less damage on the postal service. Yeah. Now that he knows, and now that he's telling. His supporters in Florida to vote by mail. Florida, which he's losing badly, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is a really amazing story going on right here. First of all, what you said about the Republicans actually being hurt by this. Again, right. another great example of Trump always makes things worse for Trump. I mean, according to the Washington Post, state and local Republicans across the country fearing that they're falling dramatically behind in a practice that is expected to be key to voter turnout this year uh, through yep. mailers and Facebook ads. They are racing to promote absentee balloting among their own. The Republican Party is pushing absentee balloting across the country. Same thing with the Trump campaign, in fact. The Trump campaign is sending out emails suggesting to people how they can sign up for absentee voting, encouraging right. them right. to sign up to get absentee ballots and so on. All at the same time, Donald Trump has now spent, of other people's money, $20 million to fight some of these uh, absentee ballot laws state by state. So you want to talk about a confluence of dumbness? They had originally uh, intended to spend about $10 million. That was closer to the beginning of the year. They've now spent twice that, $20 million, to now to attack something that the Trump campaign and the Republican Party is now defending... With Trump stuck in the middle of this, with Trump not knowing where the hell to go or what to do. I mean, yesterday, during yesterday's Trump show, Trump said that he, quote unquote, has the right to disenfranchise Americans through an executive order that prevents voting by mail in the middle of this pandemic. So that was yesterday. So less than 24 hours, he's turned completely around and is now telling, urging the people of Florida, especially his supporters, to vote uh, by mail uh, and, and and here's the other thing they didn't calculate with so many Democrats uh, voting by mail. Uh, what if it rains on Election Day in, in a lot of different places? Rain always I know it sounds like a, such a stupid thing, but rain always affects the turnout. Yep. And so if it the, if the only people going to the polls on, on November 3rd are Trump voters and it rains. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's what's great about this. Jonathan Swan, actually, going back to the Axios interview, brought up all of these things with Trump, uh-huh. and he just—I mean, his response was basically, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna—I don't know how to respond to any of this." Because right. Jonathan Swan even held up the Trump campaign email instructing uh-huh. people how to get absentee ballots. Yes, it was an I've incredible yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, and so Trump is basically stuck. He doesn't know how the hell to respond to all this. I'll be really interested see what he says 
on today's Trump show about the same topic or what he ends up tweeting. Because, I mean, no wonder the Red Hats are going indiscriminately bonkers right now. Um, as you <laughs> oh, said, yelling, yelling at uh, Burger King employees yeah. and slapping, slapping them, them in the face and just, just right. going indiscriminately nuts. It's because they don't know what to believe. Their president right. is telling them one thing on into one ear, and then the, the same person, the same president, is telling them something completely opposite in the other ear. And no wonder the steam is they shooting are, out of their ear holes like that. They are, they are finding out that yeah. Trump's lies aren't true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, did you know that a large percentage of the face masks sold on the market today are fraudulent? Yeah. Many of them, many of them claim to have levels of filtration they don't meet, or worse, have virtually no filtration at all. A very small number of manufacturers have respirator face mask models that are tested in the U.S. by the NPPTL and authorized by the FDA. Buying a mask model that has been FDA authorized is the best way to ensure you and your family are getting a true respirator mask. These masks filter to greater than 95% efficiency and can be reworn, making them a perfect choice as wearing masks is one of the key things we can do to keep ourselves and our neighbors safe. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA authorized N95 respirator masks with anti-fake stickers on every single package. These respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free for my listeners by adding the code SEXYLIBERAL, two words. You can even get 10% off the clean phone UV sanitizer just for buying these FDA-authorized masks. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized N95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's thenewdealshop.com, thenewdealshop.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, man, this is a great Betsy Aid and the well-known Strangers. Light Up My Summer, a brand-new single. Oh, I love it. You know, just because we're in quarantine and everything is going upside down right now, uh, doesn't mean we can't enjoy our summer a little bit, huh? I love, I love so many female vocalists, but what I like about this is her confidence. Yes, that's, I mean, Betsy Aid is just like oozing yeah. with confidence. This is amazing. Yeah. She's such an amazing performer, amazing singer. She was on The uh, the Voice. She was on Team uh, John Legend for a while there. And uh, I, I forget, it I wasn't a uh, couple seasons ago, I think she was on The Voice. So, yeah. I, uh, I love the way 30 Rock used to make fun of these uh, talent reality shows by referring to the NBC show, America's Kids Got Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's that. That's so funny. That's great. That. Okay, so let's get back to this Axios interview. On the uh, topic yes. of John Lewis, Jonathan Swan asked, oh my so, God. John Lewis is lying in state. How do you think history will remember John Lewis? And Donald Trump, who hasn't read the material and is now forced to stand up in front of the class and give an answer about this topic, <laughs> clearly doesn't know anything about John Lewis. He said, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know John Lewis. He chose not to come to my inauguration. He chose. I don't... Uh, I never met John Lewis, actually. <laughs> so, hey, congratulations, Mr. President. Nailed it. He, he, went, Nailed on to say, it. he, he went on to say he didn't come to my inauguration. He didn't yeah. come to my State of the Union address. That's his choice. But, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know him. Yeah, well, he doesn't know anything about John Lewis other than he didn't come to the inauguration. It's like the one right. thing right. he latches right. on to. It's like that, and, you know, when you ask a kid in high school, is it, can you uh, tell me about, can you summarize that book that I asked you to read over the weekend? And the then the kid just stands there and describes the title of the book that's sitting right in front of them. And never mind the psychiatrist and the psychologist. There isn't a person in America who's had a psychology class who doesn't recognize that as narcissism at its worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And here on the black community, Trump says... I did more for the black community than anybody with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln, ah. whether you like it or not. 
I'm glad you brought that up because that is not a separate topic. That came up in uh, yeah. the uh, conversation about John Lewis. And that, Bob, is another example of, of Trump diverting when he doesn't have the answer. He doesn't know John Lewis, but I'll tell you this. I've done more for black people than any. Well, that's not the question, yeah. butthead. That's, <laughs> you know. The question is, you know, how do you think John Lewis should be remembered? Mm. And part of his answer is, uh, I've done more for black people. Yeah. <laughs> um, my God, that's not it's not an answer. And then, of course, Jonathan Swan, with the most appropriate response to that, he goes, you believe you did more than Lyndon Johnson, who passed the Civil Rights Act. And then Trump says, I think I did, yeah. And then Swan Jeez. said, Lyndon Johnson, he passed the Civil Rights Act. <laughs> Trump goes, ask, ask, how has it worked out? If you take a look at what Lyndon Johnson did, how has it worked out? <laughs> Hang on. Well, what is until he you, saying until, there? Until until you showed up, it worked pretty well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you screwed it all up, you idiot. And then uh, on the stormtroopers beating up a Navy veteran and uh, in Portland, Swan goes, I'm sure you've seen disturbing footage of people in fatigues beating up the Navy veteran. And Trump goes, no, 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 no. Here you go, fake news. And then Swan uh -huh. goes, it's not fake news. And then Trump says, no, no. And then Swan goes, this is one of those drop-ins I was telling you about. Right, right. It's on video. It's <laughs> on video. So you can't, right. again, denying reality is what's going on there. And it doesn't matter. The truth has never mattered to him, not nope. in grade school and not now. Uh, it's about it's about shifting the blame off of himself. It's about, oh, yeah, but what about what... Uh, Hillary did, or you know, it, it's anything he can do to blame the Chinese. Yeah, just just anybody. Another example here of denying reality. Uh, Jonathan Swan asked about Jelaine Maxwell. He said, "Mr. Mm -hmm. President, Jelaine Maxwell has been arrested on allegations of child sex trafficking. Why would you wish such a person well?" And then mm -hmm. Trump says, first of all, I don't know that." She's been arrested on charges of child sex trafficking. You could say the earth is flat, and he would say, oh, we don't know that. We don't know that. I can prove it. Prove it. Show yeah. me where the evidence is. And right. again, it's the same old thing. It's like, what numbers are you talking about? I don't know those numbers. You're making those numbers up. It's like when you can't defend a position, then you just attack the other person's numbers is what you do. That's the little mm -hmm. trick he's playing there. Okay, so I noticed something last night. I was watching Ali Velshi, and he showed a graphic. He was filling in for Rachel Maddow last night. He showed a graphic on screen that stunned me to see it presented in the way it was presented. We all know the rate of new, the daily rate of new coronavirus infections is through the roof right now. Right. It is uh, embarrassing. It is mortifying on so many different levels. But, I mean, this was... Uh, a staggering way to look at it. He showed, first of all, he showed that Spain has zero new daily coronavirus cases. This is as of yesterday. Spain right. had zero new cases. France, zero new cases yesterday. Imagine living in France with zero new coronavirus cases. My God. I mean, the, the sense of freedom, the sense of accomplishment, probably amazing out there. Uh, Canada, 285. So Canada's number is a little bit higher, but mm -hmm. guess who they're, they're? They're on the border of the world's trailer park right now. Right. Because the United States has daily new coronavirus cases as of yesterday, 48,840 fucking nine. Well, that's because of more testing, Bob. <laughs> God damn, Because as, as with cancer, the less screening you do for it, the less disease you will find. I mean, you talk about a national disgrace and how well, someone who has presided over this degree of disaster is still polling where he's polling. I mean, I know we can debate the numbers, but the fact is he right. should be polling in the teens because of this. We're talking At about, best, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're talking about a colossal historic, and I'm not just talking about American history. I'm talking about uh, human civilization, a uh, kind of yeah. disaster well, that he has. That's, uh, a, that's, a, that's a societal problem that we'll have yeah. to address after the election uh, for sure. Yeah. And I think it will be easier to address after Trump's defeat mm -hmm. uh that defeat alone uh helps bring people around yeah. because people by their nature like to be on the winning side yeah and uh, there will still be opposition there will still be the crazies the 15 percent driving around in their trucks with the fuck your feelings flags and slapping burger king employees that's our yeah. theme today <laughs> that's right uh and 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 
that sort of thing will will continue, but but I think there'll be less of it. And it is something we have to address, and it it goes to. And I saw some more heartbreaking news about uh, Americans' view of the news media. But this is all about uh, respect for science, respect for journalism, uh, all of which are are have been pretty rough lately. Mm-hmm. But especially uh, journalism, this struck me that that a vast majority, like eighty percent of the public, now thinks that uh, the news media is biased. And, and by the way, Fox News and 24-7 cable news both have had a lot to do with this. Hmm. But, but 80% of the public now thinks the news media is biased. Uh, 50, uh, uh, an equal, I, I may have my numbers turned around here, a large percentage of Americans think it's biased, but it, it seemed an even larger uh, percentage of Americans believed that the news media was conducting an important service. Yeah. So basically what I took from that from that is that uh, they like the me- news media. They just don't like what it reports when it reports things they don't like. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it's because of this this loss of respect for knowledge, this anti intellectualism, this ignoring of science, and uh, this discounting of journalism that's that's put us in this place and made uh, these unexplainably inexplicably high uh, poll numbers for Trump. Uh, they they wouldn't exist were it not for that proud ignorance that's that's out there right now yeah. and we have to address that uh and i think we can and we must after the election it's so disconcerting so disillusioning i mean during world war ii there was a, mm-hmm. a historic coming together of yes. the american people to all focus on a singular effort everyone pitched in and why is that it's you know one of the things that we talk about all the time in terms of the federal government versus the state governments the states could not individually fight germany and japan right therefore also the states cannot individually fight a global pandemic there are certain things that require a national effort. There are certain national needs that require the federal government to step in and to coordinate between all 50 states plus the territories and so on. And Donald Trump, because he's such a lazy rat bastard and he doesn't want to get blamed for all this, he's trying desperately to separate himself, to kind of close his eyes, put his head down and get through this because he doesn't know how to handle it. That's the... we only have two avenues, in my yeah. view, to handle this pandemic at this point. And, and I do believe, as many scientists and many citizens believe, that what we need is the 95% shutdown that we never had. Yeah. It was the 95% shutdown that gave France and Spain those good numbers, while mm-hmm. the U.S. lazily and for a short period of time did a 50% shutdown and called yeah. that an effort. Well, we half-assed it. That ought to be good enough. Well, it wasn't, and all you have to do is look at the rising death numbers to know that. Yeah. I only see two avenues out of this. The election, which is still three months away. Yeah. The inauguration, now six months away. That's one avenue of rescue. The other avenue is for the states to coalesce and to do it themselves because the federal government won't. Yeah. Now, that's going to be a problem because we've still got a slew of Republican governors, and that's, by the way, how they how they travel. Scientifically, they're referred to as a slew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a slew of Republican governors. You had a beverage in your mouth. <laughs> we had a slew of... We had a slew of Republican governors uh, who still who, who won't go along. So I, yeah. I just don't know what we do. Uh, but if as many states as possible coalesce for now and do it together, yeah. uh, and and then maybe a national effort will arrive. I'm sure it will uh, in late January. Uh, then, uh, but that's the only way out of it. Uh, one of the things I'll be reporting about in my news this week is uh, the fact that uh, all these hopes that uh, the president and we. The people have pinned on a vaccine. Uh, we might be shooting a little high here. Yeah, there yeah. are a lot of pitfalls here, and things are not going to instantly get better when the vaccine arrives. And it will not mean an end to masks and social distancing, because it will take months, maybe years, to distribute, and weeks for it to take effect in any individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, if you're sitting around on your hands, not wearing a mask. Uh, not social distancing because you're pretty sure because Trump said a vaccine and science uh, companies have said a vaccine is on the way. Uh, you're fooling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The vaccine is not your rescue. It is not your panacea. You've got to freaking act now. All of us do. You know, I'm going to get the vaccine. 
But you know what? I'm not going to get the vaccine because Donald Trump has said get the vaccine. I'm going to wait until this is Jody Hamilton was saying this on the Stephanie Miller show this morning. Right. I'm going to wait until Joe Biden tells me to get the vaccine because yep. I, I don't trust Donald Trump's FDA. Donald Trump has spent. I don't know how long, uh, the past year, past two years, weeding out people who are disloyal to him out of the bureaucracy. Right. And that includes the FDA. So you've got what's remaining are a bunch of Trump sycophants who will do whatever they can do in order to prop up their clown dictator. This is the Mostly- standard operating procedure for them. Mostly, but not entirely. Fortunately, yeah. some uh, smarter minds uh, remain. There's a lot mm. of talk that although uh, Fauci is welcome to stay yeah. on Biden's arrival, uh, Dr. Burks may have to look for work elsewhere. I mean, uh, yeah. 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 Her well, story is fascinating, by the way. I, we, I think we've seen a lot of zombie movies in recent history <laughs> in which people <laughs> rush to get a vaccine for something, some miracle cure-all. Only to be turned into raging undead or so, you know, some sort of crazy thing happens. I mean, so do you really want to get a vaccine that Donald Trump is urging to market before Election Day? Is this something that you're really confident in putting inside your body? Will anyone trust a vaccine coming from the guy who pushed hydroxychloroquine and uh, disinfectants? <laughs> this is these are very real problems. We've already got anti-vaxxers. Yeah, we have uh, the nation's black community, which is rightfully concerned about accepting a vaccine, since the black community has been used in the past by the federal government mm-hmm. for bizarre and cruel vaccination experiments. Yeah, uh, I, their their understandable reluctance to get the vaccine will prove even deadlier for that community because they are more susceptible to getting and dying from the disease. I'll I'll be talking about a lot of the problems with vaccines and why we can't count on them uh, to to be the panacea. The only way out of this is us. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, we have to assume that a vaccine is further off than we had hoped. I mean, we're People are talking about maybe early 2021, maybe March 2021, somewhere around there. You know, we have to assume that we just we all have to continue doing the right thing, that the vaccine is going to be at best something that was rushed to market and is therefore probably a little shoddy. You you have no you have no idea how much time it will take from the time that that vaccine is quote-unquote available until the time that it begins to work. It may take weeks for it to work in an individual. That individual, those individuals may need booster shots. We don't have a plan for distributing the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Trump says, the the, the White House, I should say, says that, oh, military trucks will deliver them to (laughs) town. Uh, Well, a problem, the military hasn't been told this. Where will the military trucks go, City Hall or CVS? (laughs) Who's going... Who's going to give the shots? Yeah. Who's going to provide the masks that, ever, that both the giver and receiver of the shot will have to wear? Uh, who gets the shot first? Will it be older people who are more susceptible, or will it be the young people who spread it and kill the old people? Uh, there are a lot of questions that have not been addressed. And what if it doesn't work? Vaccines fail. Sometimes vaccines do create uh, sometimes vaccines kill. Uh, they certainly they killed people uh, during the polio uh, outbreak that the, the country fought. Yeah. Uh, very and even with polio, and I don't have this in my news, so here's a bonus: eighty uh, percent they got they knocked down uh, after Dr. Salk's vaccine. Uh, polio was reduced by eighty percent in this country. This mm-hmm. child crippling disease reduced by eighty percent. But 20% of it remained for years and years until they developed a sugar cube vaccine that kids could take. Uh, It just, it it continued. So uh, the vaccine is not a solution. You cannot, we must not wait for the vaccine. Do not pin your hopes on the vaccine. We all hope for one. Uh, there, there, may, there will be multiple vaccines. Which ones will work? Which ones won't? Yeah. How long? How long will they be effective? Uh, there's, there are a lot of hurdles to overcome between now and the vaccine doing any real good. And with so many people having doubts, whether it's the black community or people who don't trust Trump or people who never trusted vaccines, we've got to vaccinate seventy-five uh, percent uh, of the community in order to reach herd immunity. And uh, vaccines, in the case of the flu vaccine, it's only 50% effective. Yeah. Uh, and, and guess what? The FDA's standard for the new coronavirus vaccine is 50%. And, you know, so at- good luck with the vaccine. 
And after everything that's been going on in the cities with Donald Trump's paramilitary shock troops going right. into cities and rounding up and you know tear gassing protesters and so on, beating up moms and Navy veterans and so on, do we really want similar stormtroopers coming into our town and just indiscriminately <laughs> jabbing people with back, you know, just needles and syringes? Here, come on over here. That was no. scarier than that. That frightened me, and that was scarier than my name show. <laughs> Was it scarier than Mike Elson? Hey, you know, you know what, what everyone hates? We hate it when people post photos of us when we're looking our weirdest. Either we have an awkward look on our faces or we're just not looking our best. Two solutions for your social media friends. A no unauthorized photos policy and, of course, Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags, all in the comfort of your own home. And take it from me, I took the test. I was amazed by the results, how quickly Plexiderm took away the little teeny tiny fine lines around my eyes. Go to tryplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Again, visit triplexiderm.com. Use the code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack when you use the code VOICES at triplexiderm.com. Thank you. Bob Seska. John Carbonara, let's get satisfied. The let's get part is in parentheses. That's technically satisfied, is the name of the song. But it's got the let's get at the beginning. Just thought I'd pass that along. BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit. Thank you. In a word, funky. Yeah, it's funky. Funky. You know what? At the very beginning, it reminds me as if we had our own late night talk show. Just the, the, the theme would be perfect, I think, it's for like a late to, night. It's, it's fun to pretend. Yes, it is. Make-believe, <laughs> the land of our inner make-believe. Uh, okay, so Dr. Burks warned that the country is in a new phase of the coronavirus pandemic and that the current outbreak is extraordinarily widespread. Meanwhile, Trump tweeted that uh, Dr. Burks' performance has been pathetic, quote-unquote. See, here's the problem. Oh, <laughs> That's right. Donald Trump has no respect whatsoever for experts and institutionalists. He distrusts all of them. Instead, he's wow. all about people like Alex Jones and Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and Lou Dobbs and all of these snake oil yeah. salesmen. Yeah. As far as where his information comes from and what he believes, that's true. I, I yeah. will. Yeah, there's so much. To, the Dr. Deborah Burke story is a fascinating one, yeah. as is Dr. Fauci's. But here's some things you need to know. And some of this is in my news this week, and some of it's not. So this is bonus material again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was an Army doctor uh, who became a hero to AIDS activists for her work alongside Dr. Fauci in the AIDS epidemic. Uh, she, uh, up until recently, was beloved by AIDS activists who are now asking themselves what happened to Dr. Burks. And the answer that won't be in my news this week, but you get it here, is that she's had uh, recently political aspirations. She would like very much, or at least career aspirations, she would uh, have liked very much to have become uh, the head of uh, Health and Human Services, for example. Mm. And so she has been very flattering of Trump and very patient with him. Uh, he, for some reason, would listen to her more than anybody else in any given coronavirus meeting. Uh-huh. He gave her more time. She was good at explaining things in simple terms, 
and providing him very simple charts that he could read and understand. Jesus Christ. And she did it better than anybody else. And this was part of her ambition, part of her way of working her way up in government, she hoped, yeah. uh, because she had developed these career aspirations. And now, Bob, she hasn't been allowed in the Oval Office for a couple of weeks. She's shut out like Fauci is. Wow. Uh, and, and most recently, and Trump called her pathetic yesterday, uh, because uh, uh, because he he wanted to you know I, I'm not sure what his motive was yeah but it, it it hurt her badly it 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 really it made her realize that between being shut out and now being called pathetic publicly by the president that all of her loyalty to him would not be repaid even the slightest oh, yeah. uh, and that her dreams and aspirations have been shot down but this is part of the Trump pattern of uh, disregarding scientists and, back to your point, listening instead to Hannity. Yeah, because they're all telling him bad news. They're making him, just by stating the facts, you know, Stephen Colbert used to say, reality has a well-known liberal bias. Uh, Yes. In this case, science has a well-known liberal bias. Science is telling us that Donald Trump is doing a horrendous job here, so of course Donald Trump is going to try to disprove and discredit the scientists, including Dr. Burks, who, by the way, uh, Donald Trump accused of uh, taking the bait from uh, Nancy Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi. Mm -hmm. and, and then... He says that she hit us as, you know, that's yes. a direct yeah. quote. He hit, yeah. she hit He's, us. Trump believed that because uh, Burks had spoken the truth about the danger of this pandemic and that yeah. schools shouldn't be reopened in some places, which goes against what Trump's been saying mm. so much. Well, he's been painting this rosy picture and she gave reality. He's been calling for schools to open. She said, eh, maybe not. This crossed Trump and made him so angry. He called her pathetic. Uh, in a tweet the following morning, she said what she said on Sunday talk shows. Uh, he tweeted Monday morning that she was pathetic. Monday afternoon, she was in the Oval Office for the first time in two weeks uh, for the two of them to have a little talk. And then uh, yesterday evening, Monday evening, Trump came out and said, uh, no, I have a lot of respect for Dr. Burks. Uh, how he behaves how he behaves in future weeks will determine whether or not that's true. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. He has lots of respect for Dr. Burks until right. Dr. Burks starts talking and then she's pathetic. She falls uh, out of line and she said some real kiss-ass things about him. She yeah. said she's talked about how he's really good at absorbing the data. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, he can't get grammar right, but he understands complex scientific data. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Uh, she did all this uh, for... Political, she's a Republican, so for political reasons, for career aspirations, she's tried to do this uh, without, uh, not at the expense of her scientific reputation, but uh, thanks to her own fealty to Trump and thanks to Trump's lack of loyalty to her, she's lost some of that uh, scientific credibility she's worked so hard for and actually earned during the AIDS pandemic. See, you know, for a while, I thought her motivation was this. And I I thought the similar thing about uh, Tony Fauci is that they were all in this position where they're actually career government workers. I mean, they're not political appointees. They have been in place as career government workers, working their way up the ladder to the place where they are now. And so in that regard, there is not only a significant pension waiting for them after they retire, but at the same time, they want to keep their jobs. They want to maintain their reputation. So what they feel like they maybe need to do is to publicly appease Trump while behind the scenes doing the work that they have to do. They feel as if their work is so important that they have to just, you know, keep the monster in the closet for as long as they can by complimenting him and saying nice things about him in public and so on. And at the same time, making sure they can continue to do their work with the science no, and it. so on. Yeah, yeah, you have it. You have it right. But that's yeah. a little bit more background on Dr. Burks. I have both these doctors have uh, such fascinating backgrounds. But as with the, them, as with my own feelings about my own career and life in journalism, uh, the last thing, the worst thing that could happen to me would be to lose my credibility or to lose yeah. public faith. Mm. And uh, they, they Burks doesn't want that. Yeah. She doesn't want that, but that's what's happening. And uh, partly because of her loyalty to Donald Trump. 
Right, right. Well, I, I just get the sense that this is a across-the-board strategy that has been developed, not only by yes. people who work under Donald Trump, maybe within oh, the yeah. government bureaucracy, maybe his own political appointees, but at the same time, overseas leaders. They all understand how exactly to manipulate Donald right. Trump. We saw with Jonathan Swan in the Axios interview, where on a few occasions he said, yes, you know, I don't dispute that you get big crowds and that your people love you right. to death and will do Irrelevant. anything for you. I don't dispute any of that. You are very very popular among your people. So he was throwing out, Jonathan Swan uh-huh. was throwing out these little compliments, these little you nice things. You gotta do it. Yeah. It's a lesson for life. It's, it's how yep. everybody should deal with everybody, really. It's just in his case, it requires so much more care. Yeah, and it keeps him completely glued to his chair. So maybe that's, maybe that's <laughs> in that, why. In that glued to his chair in that toilet position. <laughs> Yes, because he does the same thing every time he is in certain settings. When he's sitting in a chair and there's no table in front of him, he sits forward like he's sitting on the shitter with the little dick tent in front with his hands, and that's always how he sits, always, always, always. He always has to be shot from the left side. That's how he does his best thinking, (laughs) is in that position. I don't know. It's these little things, man, that I look at. Uh, yet, Like yesterday, I was hearing the Trump show, and every time he gets into that press room, maybe it's the really sensitive condenser mics uh, in the press room, <laughs> but all I hear are the sounds, the slobbery sounds of the gunk in his mouth and his throat. Oh, and the sniffing. Sniffing, yeah. But yeah. it's that mucusy sound that he makes when he's talking in the press room. It makes me nauseous. I haven't really noticed it, but I'm fascinated at how sick it makes you. <laughs> it's every time. I just, I keep typing the word slobbery you, because that's the... You, I know. You might be sitting too close to the screen. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think my volume's just up too high or something like that. But <laughs> All of the above. Honest to God, I think it's that microphone in the press room because I don't always hear it. It's only when he's doing the Trump show in the press room. Holy shit, the sound of the gunk. Oh, please, please, someone adjust the EQ and the compression in the press room, please. I'm begging you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. You're very, welcome. Very I, know how much, I know how much you like it. It doesn't, you know what? It's not as bad as the Trump gunk. Uh, I'll work on it. <laughs> not but because it's you it's it, because it's donald when it's donald trump though it's i see just, i don't even know it's no, like i it, it's i don't like, think you should t- i don't think you should tolerate it from me either it's like he downed a big bowl of lobster bisque right before going up and speaking oh it's disgusting okay buzz burbank news and comment the best hour of news you're going to hear all week it's at buzzburbank.com it drops every thursday also at realmnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcast so five star rating and review for buzz burbank news and comment this thursday okay so it's going to be uh probably you're probably at about twenty thousand words at this point just based on what happened today alone no you know there's something magical about this week it's not as overwhelming i think i'm going to have a really nice report this week i look forward to it and thank you so much for that kind plug absolutely meanwhile uh make sure to subscribe to our Patreon page where we're going to be doing the post-mortem show here in just a second. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. Thank you for supporting our podcast and all the yeah. podcasts, including Buzz Burbank News and Comment and all the podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, too. Yeah. All right, post-mortem show coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.